Hello. Welcome to the Self-Consciousness Podcast. I am Jennifer Way, your host. And on today's show, I am going into some themes that have been popping up lately around disconnection. Disconnection from within, really disconnection from ourselves or from our bodies. I had some interesting downloads this week about how this actually takes shape and I'm also trying to integrate this with like things I'm learning in my new class, which has been very uh, eye-opening for me because it's all information that I'm just not familiar with, nor can I hold an intelligent conversation about just yet. But it's aspects of biology, psychology, and neuroscience, just a little bit. I'm Yeah, again, keep your expectations somewhat low. Um, My schedule is open for intuitive readings and energy work. And I'm also, I also have packages on my website, which is, it's pretty nice to be able to talk to you, you know, a couple of times. So you can schedule at jenniferway.com. And uh, let me know if you have any questions about the kind of work that I do. It's all there. So, hi. I'm so glad you're here. Hello. How are you? I've missed you. It's been a little, it's been a minute. Um, I know there was just so many things going on. Mercury retrograde. Um, October felt really heavy. I don't know if it felt heavy for you. Um, but there was... In, in our family, it's it's the sort of start to a big season. Um, so we're usually kind of in party planning mode. And for me, I also am in grieving mode, um, which fits, right? Because this is the beginning of our descent into the underworld. Um, yay! Woohoo! So exciting! <laughs> Um, but I, I do get, um, I actually get very anxious when I don't put out episodes and I feel like it's, it goes a little bit deeper than just kind of not honoring a promise I made to myself. Um, because my ego can play around with, uh, multiple ways of making me feel guilty. Um, my ego is very creative. So I was sitting here and I, I've been listening to other people talking, which, which usually helps me sort of gets me inspired, gets me kind of out of my spot, pulling a couple of cards, see where my energy is, sort of putting my feet back on the ground um, and really kind of coming back to this space of creation for me. For me, this is a, it's such a, I'm like amazed that you're listening. And I'm so very grateful um, because this is, it always feels really good to be able to put something out. And and I've I've been able to identify along with, you know, my help from (laughs) Jermaine, you know, I think uh, we had talked about the fact that anxiety can really come about when your, when your body or your energy or your soul really knows that it should be doing something and it wants to be doing something, but there is something sort of slowing it down or, you know, it's kind of that like running through like mud. It's just kind of, uh, it's just very sticky. And, and whether that's something that's happening on a personal level or, or a global level, um, we all tend to get stuck in those moments. Um, and I was sitting here doing a little bit of channeling, doing a little bit of writing. And um, 
and I, I found this sticky note that really kind of helps me. Um, it's just like a little bit of a mantra or whatever. It, it originally came out of me as a song. Um, and it's so simple. And it really just kind of brings me back to life and reminds me that, you know, I am here to talk. Um, it's in my chart. And if any of you read charts, man, come on the show. Because I would love <laughs> for someone to really dig into mine because it's, um, you know, um, this is also inspired by, as always, uh, one of Jessa Reed's Patreon episodes um, just about entering Scorpio season. Um, my south node is in Taurus and my north node is in Scorpio. So from what I understand, I'm here to kind of be like, hey, everyone, let's get dark. It's cool. I'll show you the way. <laughs> that could be completely wrong. So don't don't take my word for it. Um, so this little mantra that I that I kind of want to go into, it's it really just kind of helps me lighten up and, and remember that um, when I'm creating, when I'm doing, when I'm making something or expressing something, regardless of how self-conscious I might be, um, it helps me move energy out of my body. So that mantra is, I'm so grateful for my soul. I'm so grateful for my body. I'm so grateful for my life. I'm grateful for everybody. Hit it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so that's sort of this little scratched up piece of paper that's sticking uh on my wall staring at me and um, it brings me back to life a little bit. So today's topic that I want to get into a little bit is is about disconnection. I had a little bit of a download earlier in the week um, and also one of the things I, I did mention in my newsletter, if you're not um, signed up on my newsletter, please go ahead and do that. You can go to jenniferway.com. Um, I don't send them out too often, but I really do like to write in them. Um, and one of the things that I was explaining was that I am currently enrolled in a class um, called Integrative Somatic Trauma Therapy. And this is a class where I'm learning things that I am so excited about because it's really just a lot of kind of connecting the dots for me. <laughs> speaking of disconnection. So it's it's connecting a lot of dots for me, but I am I am finding that I I do need to spend so much more time with the material because I'm finding so much overlap in the things that I've learned from a psychic perspective um along with things that are uh being taught that are more of a biological perspective or a somatic perspective. Somatic really is that sort of mind-body connection and it's it's um it's an area of psychological therapy that really helps bring together how trauma and things other other experiences really show up in our body um and it's just super interesting and and I'm really excited to be able to integrate all of this uh new course of study for me into my work and my service with clients um, starting early next year. So taking these classes has just really uh, opened my eyes 
to new language. That's that's really the main thing. Um, so instead of saying, so instead of saying like a psychic hit, a lot of times it's it's well, it's my autonomic nervous system reaching out to yours. So it's it's pretty cool. I, I'll I'll have a lot more to say on the topic, but. Um, a lot of the practices that we're learning and a lot of the information and material that we're learning is really to how to connect kind of inwardly to ourselves. Um, and this is such a, an important aspect of what I've been experiencing this week um, and through my own healing. I've been working with Larissa uh, at Ancient Star Healing. I'm going to butcher her last name, so I'm not even going to say it, but I will leave her information below. Larissa is a dear friend of Andy Murphy's, and I seriously don't know where I would be without this work that we're doing together. She is so incredibly powerful, such a priestess, uh, so wise, and really just such a space maker. Sekhmet priestess for sure um I've been working with her and she is a uh a godsend goddess send um so I'm thanking you Andy Murphy because without you I would never have met her um but I am doing a lot of work with Larissa right now uh just finding some connections within so so there's there's a lot going on where I'm I'm trying to sort of connect neurological information and sort of what I know about my own complex PTSD uh, along with sort of what's happening inside my body energetically Uh, and it's been it's been a journey it's been very interesting so as I was um, sitting down to channel last week I I got some interesting information about um about holes in our aura it came up because I have been so I am a medical marijuana user um and I am realizing that I do need to take a step back from it I even um (laughs) was talking to Ryan um Ryan the psychic who I adore and you have to listen to her podcast um I'll include information down below Um, but she, I, I got a hit and I was like, I needed to like check it out and see, uh, if I was like, can you please run this through your guides and see like what they say? Um, but it was really having to do with this idea of kind of holes in your aura because I know that, um, smoking weed for me tends to create a little bit of instability um I you know and I I do believe and and she also did say and this is true for most people who use and who are also doing spiritual work you need to use it as medicine you need to use it as medicine and you need to use it in a way that's very deliberate and very intentional um so for me that simply cannot happen on a daily basis I I tend to really get sort of um I tend to drown in it and and I just go in circles and I stay in a state of sort of uh not stillness but suspension suspension was the word it's like I'm I jumped up in the air and instead of coming down I'm just like stuck in the middle of the air and it doesn't uh really help anything so I 
know that it causes holes and I know and you know just also going on what Ryan and I were talking about it's you know it it creates a space it creates a space a disconnection from yourself and and when there's a space sometimes you can allow some other shit in um and for me it does make me anxious because I am in that suspended state of not acting or not feeling too deeply or not actually creating so it it doesn't actually help me if I am doing it too often so um, it's definitely something that has to be used sparingly uh, and in moderation what I got was pretty interesting what I got was a lot of the disconnection within the body is obviously a result of trauma. This is something that that I'm, I'm already learning in my classes. I mean, I think that that's, again, it's not like, I'm not tr- shining a light on something you've never heard before. Um, but these holes kind of go back to this idea of expulsion. And, and I've talked about this a little bit before. The way that I've been shown it is this sort of expulsion that comes... Um, from your inner cosmos and is really just kind of shot out or pulled out. Um, and what happens with these expulsions, um, there are these sort of inner spaces that remain. Um, these are, you know, that sort of holes in the aura, they, they're kind of like these extensions of these expulsions and think you can think of them as like these vortices um so they can vortex and spiral into a portal of energetic dissonance and this is like an outwardly sent sort of vibration that reduces the intake of all information light dark and sound it is the inner cosmos's version of a black hole. So I found that extremely interesting. Um, and it makes a lot of sense. You lose parts of yourself. A lot of them are cut off. I think when you listen to other people, when you listen to people talk about sort of fragmenting and, and sort of the loss of pieces of your soul, um, it's helpful to talk to hear multiple people talking about it because everyone is going to have a different perspective or experience of it. This just happens to be mine. This by no means is the only way. I am not speaking of this as fact. This is merely what is coming through my own personal guidance system when I was asking. When I was younger, I did get visuals of these sort of spirals coming out of all of us. And the spirals, depending on depending on what our background is, depending on how much trauma we've endured, depending on how much healing we need, these spirals can appear sort of twisted or get fucked up or not really be reaching out so much. Um, and then when we have our connection with other people, a lot of times it's a, hmm, how do I want to phrase this? It's a resonant matching of the spaces that between the spaces that are lit and the spaces that are missing. So what does this mean and what does this signify? Nothing really. It's really just a 
interesting take and understanding of what happens for me when I feel completely disconnected from my body. When we are disconnected from our bodies, uh, we've usually had to leave our bodies through trauma. Um, I'm sure you've heard it, if not experienced it. And I'm very extremely sorry if you have experienced it because it's truly horrible having to leave your body while you're enduring some sort of trauma or traumatic event. But I do feel like all of the bodily systems, whether it's the circulatory or the neurological system, have the corresponding sort of um, energetic field of the body. I was shown that the aura, what we consider the aura, is actually a rectangle is a, is a representation of the circulatory system, but energetically. So, so that was an interesting concept as well. These sort of like the systems of the body and sort of how they're holding themselves energetically. I'm sure you've seen, um, if you've done energy work or if you've studied energy work, they, they do show that there's multiple energy bodies. Um, there's, you know, the emotional body, there's the psychic body, there's, there's all, and I don't know anything about these things, but I, but I did see a sort of clear correlation between the actual biological parts of the bodily systems and their sort of energetic components that do show up within our energy fields. And I've always felt that when I'm getting psychic information from people, it just feels like I'm in their field because I'm picking up on information that they've been thinking about. So it's like, it's a little creepy because I'm like, wait, am I like reading their mind? I don't want to make people feel weird because I'm like reading their mind. But I, I also, <laughs> then I always forget, you, you, this is why you bring in protection. This is why you bring in intention. This is why you bring in spirit <laughs> because spirit is the one element that we don't consider in all of these biological courses. That's that's of course the one piece that I'm that I am trying to kind of squeeze in. I'm dying to have a conversation with one of these teachers where I'm just because I know that they're aware of this the element of spirit. It's just not the focus. And I do feel like for me it's going to help when I'm working with you if you're not really vibing with like if I'm asking you to visualize something or to meditate on something, you know, if I discuss it in a more mm, biological way, um, it will it could help some of you because I feel like if I had been told that there are these, you know, if I had learned, for example, polyvagal theory learning about the autonomic nervous system and learning about three states of being of this nervous system, that there is a ventral state, which is that sort of peaceful, regulated state. And then there's the sympathetic nervous system state where that's activated and there's some kind of, um, there's, there's a, you know, there's, there's anger, there, there's sadness, there's, there's a really strong outward emotion. It's, it's very triggered. And then just below that is the dorsal state. And dorsal state is, is really just kind of like, um, it's going to be different for everybody, at least within polyvagal theory. It's really like everyone has, can identify their own three states, but dorsal is really more of like a, I'm on, I'm on shutdown. I'm reserving my energy. Like I'm on low power mode. Basically your battery's on lower power mode. It's sort of like I'm resigned 
um, it's that really slowed down state and it's done out of protection. This is what the neurological system does out of protection. Um, all of these states are through, are for protection. Whenever there's a sense or unbalance of safety cues versus threat cues. So, so this is like, for me, this is a great language that I can use within my practice. Um, don't you love how I'm just showing you how it's all made? <laughs> I do feel like it. it is, I think it's, it's important to talk about it. I, I, you know, it did occur to me, it's like, what do I want to spill all the beans? Do I want to give all this information away? But it's, I, I do feel like it is, these are important concepts if you don't already know them. I didn't already know them. I think they're important concepts for everybody to know. I think it, getting more language to describe what's going on inside your body besides just, oh, my guide is talking to me. You know, I, I do feel like there's multiple ways we can express these things. So, these sort of connections um, that I'm trying to make uh, are are all really going to be used to help you find connection back to yourself. Because as we move forward into the shitstorms that are predicted to be coming, um, connection to yourself is going to be the most important thing. Nourishing yourself is going to be the most important thing. Understanding your body, understanding how your system works, watching and going into an observational state with yourself, um, even further than just kind of like, oh, what pops into my mind? It's like, what part of my body starts to tense up when I hear this, when I think this, when I experience this? What I love about what I'm studying is it, it is really all about the experience of things. It's, it's taking it out of the mind. It's, we're not focusing on the mind so much. We're focusing on what the body does and how the body can kind of help avoid certain things, especially with trauma work. For myself, uh, whenever I've worked with therapists or whenever I've worked with any healers or healing facilitators or shamanic practitioners, um, man, I'm, I, I will put on a show. I will put on a song and dance. I know how to weave a story. I know how to weave a story to lead you away <laughs> from the real truth about myself. I know how to put up a mirror to, um, avoid you really seeing me. Um, you know, I know how m my ego is very well versed in, in sort of protecting this part of myself that really does not want to be seen. Uh, which is funny because I always feel like uh, there's a part of me that's like, I just want to feel seen and I heard. But there's so much of me that doesn't, <laughs> like just doesn't. And I do these, tr you know, I, I just, again, I, I put on a song and dance and um Larissa, who I'm working with now, she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> she doesn't let me do it. Um, she sees me go into these story modes and, and, and it's the narrative, it's the stories that also really help us disconnect because creating that story um, from an experience is a coping mechanism. And, and it's, it's what we do. It's, it's obviously part of, of how we 
how we construct our own reality. And as we are constructing this reality, again, it's a construct. We, we can make it whatever we want. We can um, create this whole world of truth that, that we believe, that, that we make sure other people believe, that we present to the world. But in fact, it is all really um, a disconnection. It's, it's a way for us to protect ourselves. We had to be in a disconnected state in order to protect ourselves. So anyone who's experienced trauma, especially, especially complex trauma, like complex PTSD, you know, it's, it's a really difficult thing to get into a safe place when you don't really understand what that means for you. And as I'm taking this class, I'm understanding my own trauma in, in a real deep way. We had a moment the other day where one of the teachers said, you know, um, I'm going to ask, I'm going to have you, I want you to go into a, uh, a visualization. Um, and again, you don't have to visualize it, but you can, however it feels right for you, whether you're just feeling it in your body. Um, but you want to just imagine someone who really someone in your life, maybe it's from the past, um, you know, maybe it's a family member who always understood you, someone who always made you feel heard and safe, someone who no matter what, you always knew you could sort of come home to this person or, or at least this, this sort of connection with this person. And we were going through the exercise and um, all these people were kind of typing in, you know, their answers and their feelings. Oh, I feel so safe and warm. And I literally spent the whole time not being able to come up with that person. And I was so relieved because at some point she said, once she got all the answers, she's like, oh, you know, this is, it's great that you're all able to kind of think of that person right away. But for people who are, you know, who suffer from, you know, complex PTSD, they might not have that person. And here I am like, trying to learn things and and practices to, to really help other people and realizing that oh <laughs> yeah I'm one of those people who who literally cannot tell you who that person would be and while listening to myself even express this there is also a part of me checking in to ask is that a story too and um, it's not, unfortunately. And it is. <laughs> it is both. Um, it is both a story and not a story. So where does that reconciliation come in? I attempted to to verbally channel at the beginning of this, uh, and I did. I was able to kind of connect in and speak <laughs> speak some words, but it really was my own guidance kind of coming to me. And basically, it was like ruminating is not going to help anything. Ruminating keeps life at bay. I thought that was kind of interesting. And um, I've spoken about this before, but the word rehearsal keeps popping in. Um, rehearsal 
keeps us in these sort of and by rehearsal I mean if you hadn't heard previous episodes I was experiencing a big sort of psychic block and I kept hearing from my guides rehearsal every time I was trying to get information um, or invite information from a client uh, from their guidance team I would hear the word rehearsal as I was writing and and um, thanks again to Ryan um, really just helped me figure it out I mean it, it's it's kind of obvious what it is it's it's like I I do care too much a little bit about the information that's coming out because I want it to be good and I want it to be useful but what that does is it actually closes the door to my psychic ability and my ability to tap into the flow of the information that I'm getting um, sometimes that information flow will feel just like a big warm river inside of me and it's hard to translate into words lately um, so because it, it does have to be a co-creation between me and whatever that sort of wisdom is coming through me which I also believe is a part of me um, it's all about me everybody it is. It is. And and just by the way, if, if someone tells you that you're making it all about you, um, so, so, so what? What else would I make it about? I mean, I am the being inside of this meat suit, right? So I'm trying to look at it through my perspective. Anyway, little side note. Um... So this rehearsal, that that sort of this um, this like tension, it's like, okay, but that's not how it's supposed to be. That's what rehearsal is. Rehearsal is like, okay, you're expecting it to come out one way. You really have to like relax your expectations of, of what you're going to be getting and think about why we rehearse things because we want to put on a show that will make people happy, you know, and not to mention plenty of past life experience <laughs> Uh, being involved with drama in a very real way Um, so for me that's why that message comes up and that's what it means to me Um, but rehearsal really this idea of rehearsal and this idea of kind of like packaging these ideas for you the listener um, it keeps me in a very limited space Um, so then what came through which I found really interesting is the word refracting this is refracting as opposed to conjoining. And I've, I've never really heard those words used together before, but I really loved it. Think about what refracting is. You know, it's basically the, the change in direction of something, like usually light, right? What changes light's direction? Something in the way, something that blocks. So... And then conjoining, if you think about conjoining, you know, what brings us together? So as we are exploring this new world of shitstorm that we have to kind of like dig into and carve out a new world, which, by the way, we are all doing, um, consider these two questions. What... What conjoins? What conjoins our energy? What's the most effective way to conjoin our energy? And what ends up refracting? Refracting our light connection to one another 
changing the initial soul light and energy that's coming out of a source of human or being, that life energy getting refracted because of outside influence. It's just it's just an interesting, again, this is really just new language for these things. You know, we're, we are talking about the inner cosmos now. The inner cosmos is a place for bodies coming together, things coming together, or we're splitting apart. So I then asked, well, what helps conjoin light energies and frequencies? And uh, I heard playfulness. Playfulness in the reduction of stress or pressure. Because it's the stress and pressure that would end up changing something's course, right? Changing the path or changing the patterning. You have a blueprint. You have a blueprint of your soul. There is a higher version of yourself that already knows all this shit. That's why certain things resonate for you and certain things don't. Because that's your, that's your bullshit detector. That's your connection to your highest self. So how do we connect to our highest self? <sighs> With grace. I mean, we have to, because in connecting to our highest self, we have to connect to our lowest self. I mean, high, low, you know, these, again, it's, it's all the languaging. Um, Big Bird just came and took a dump on my balcony. <laughs> Thanks, spirit. Oh, my gosh. It's a, um, oh, what are those called? Ugh. Let me, hold on, I need to look it up. Of course, it was a mockingbird. Hmm. Okay. totally distracted for good reason like that's how spirit works right so what I want to come back to is this idea of playfulness in the reduction of stress and pressure how do we inject playfulness into our lives when we have to fucking pay the bills how do we inject playfulness into our lives when we are recovering from trauma and we are triggered by pretty much a world filled with threat cues uh, that, that basically is saying it's dangerous everywhere. So we're, we're all in a collective state of trauma because there is no sense of collective safety in the world. There's no, you know, it's not like we live in this um, bubble anymore you know especially in this country in America we're not you know the jig is up <laughs> we know it's it's not perfect anymore and we 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 see through the curtain I mean we see that uh how our government is made is uh, it's more unnerving than ever how our systems are structured and how they're just simply not working anymore um how do we hold this reality and the reality of the necessity of playfulness how does it feel in your body when i say that play 
are you fucking kidding me? Do you have that reaction? Or play? Like, I, I feel like I would meet that with a ton of doubt. And if not, uh, you know, just like a full on like, fuck you. So, yeah, I, I guess, you know, I'm I'm posing that question as you listen to the sound of my voice. What feels playful to you right now? Like what feels where do you feel like you could inject some playfulness into your life? Because, again, the answer to in my opinion, in my feeling, in my perspective, <laughs> The answer is going to be individual for everybody and it's going to be necessary. Um, I mean, there's a reason we're drawn to distraction so much because we're not allowed to have those things in our daily work, right? We have to separate. We have to separate work versus play, personal versus professional we are in a world of separation we are, everything that we experience is separation from our first sort of understanding that we are separate from our mothers you know um if we come to a place where we can understand the connectedness of everything and we can do this in so many ways um psychedelics being one of them obviously if we can come to this understanding of connectedness then where can we let go of the things that separate us where do we experience that refraction you know our light wants to go somewhere it's in a very direct spot I mean if you remove that block, that light is just going to keep shining through. So where do we want our light going? Where do we want it? What do we want it shining on? Um, and for a lot of us, that light needs to kind of fill in these spaces in our inner cosmos. That light has to kind of move around, be able to move around freely. It needs to be able to move into all the places inside our bodies and inside our consciousness where it's needed, you know, and, and, you know, we can get, we, we understand the difference between, uh, well, we understand that fear and love are pretty much the two sides of the spectrum, right? So moving into places of love, um, what's the easiest way for you to get there? Sometimes it's having a laugh. Sometimes it's, you know, other ways of, of kind of like your vibrate, you know, because we want to, basically we just want to loosen our grip enough on this story or holding the trauma within our bodies. We want to loosen it enough to just kind of wedge some light in there, wedge some joy in there, wedge some kind of a release in there. Now I'm thinking about wedgies and farts, wedging and release. Yes, <laughs> so that's an example right there, right? Um, we want to diffuse this this tension in some way. We want to 
interrupt the network that we've created of the story. We want to interrupt that weaving. We want to break apart that knot. When I first started my healing journey, I was working with a woman named Caitlin Edgar. Um, she was my mentor. So we did a pro- I did a program with her for about 10 months. And one of the first visualizations I ever got in one of the exercises that we did together was I just saw this huge knot, like a big ball of yarn, but this wiry dust, like with stuff in it, just knots built upon knots built upon knots. And it was an exercise that we did to kind of discover a visual representation of a feeling I was holding inside. And this is this is an example of the work that I do now with people. And this knot really for me, sums up how energy can come out of a pattern and be sort of uh, tied up like, okay, here's an example. I'm, I'm literally imagining my children's shoes where one of the, uh, so they're tying the laces, one of the laces broke, so they've kind of, tried to pull it out a little bit, but they've created this ginormous knot upon a knot upon a knot that is now like impossible to to undo. These were attempts at connection, right? So if you think about that sort of, you know, strings coming together, even back to that visual that I said in the beginning, you know, of these sort of spirals coming together and connecting, you know, it's the patterning can be distorted the patterning gets distorted and refracted because of trauma because of wounding and we know enough at this point to know that there's not only trauma and wounding from this lifetime there's obviously trauma and wounding that is coming in from our ancestors so just imagining all of these sort of knots um that we're trying to find connection, but just got tied up and wound up or wound around or tightened in the wrong spot. You know, when you're when you're tying something and you tie it too tight and then you can't undo your laces anymore. That's that's really the feeling that's like our body is just holding on to that because we need a sense of safety and we really don't have it. So we feel this disconnection from a lack of sense of safety. Now, we all know that there's no real security that we can have. Like we we've and I think I've talked about this before, but we've been we've been kind of tied into this fake story, this false sense of security in our world that we will be protected, that we will be able to get what we need and get what we want. And then we find that when that doesn't happen, we're so severely um, stopped in our tracks or or I want to say stunted, that that energy just kind of retracts. So it retracts instead of refracting. Or maybe it retracts because it had been refracted. Wow. Feel free to go down that road if you like. (laughs) You're welcome. 
I want to thank you so much for listening in. Um, I love talking to you and uh, I hope you like listening. Um, I urge you to please contact me if you have any questions or suggestions about what you'd like me to talk about. Um, Coming up will be parts two and parts three of Healing Inner Masculine. So look out for those coming soon. I will also be interviewing a couple of pretty special people coming up. So you can look forward to those as well. I have definitely given up my goal of 52 episodes for the year, as well as side episodes on my Patreon. So um, while I am going to be getting back into the swing of trying to do them every week, um, I definitely can't promise that. But, you know, it's that season, right? So I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope that something here sparked your energy, sparked your mind, sparked your heart. Um, I really do encourage you to think about what makes you laugh. What do you like to experience using all your senses? Really, those are going to be the answers to connecting back in with yourself and, and rediscovering parts that we're hiding so let's bring them out let's play with them and let's figure out a way to connect back with them thank you so much everybody If you make sure you're connected
Someone try, open up. 